before I go any further, I just I do want to introduce uh, the team. So first, uh, we've all gotten to spend almost two years together, so we really are family. Um, it's really amazing to watch what God does inside of the time that we're there. Uh, it really is amazing to watch the Holy Spirit. Um, you come one way and you really are leaving another, but you know God's not finished, right? So this is a journey and we're excited to be a part of it. Susie Chesson, um, uh, ask her to stand. She's an amazing woman of God. Not try to, she carries definitely a, you know, she really carries a, a, the compassion of the Father. She really does. I've watched her minister to many, many people, um, and the way that she loves, she really loves well. And it's really the Father's heart. And I've seen the, the love of God do amazing things. We know the love of God was displayed when Jesus came, uh, but I'm telling you, she really um, has an anointing on her life to really love and bring that healing that we all need many times. So just bless Susie Chesson. So. Next to her is Mark Hendricks, uh, worship. Uh, well, first time I heard him sing, uh, he really did a phenomenal and amazing job. He definitely carries a, a high level of anointing for healing, words of knowledge, and uh, really just a blessing. Um, he's young, younger than I am, and, uh, but uh, what's amazing is, you know, where he's at in his life, we really need to applaud the younger people and the people that are coming up to activate them for them to move in the kingdom. So I just bless him. Um, he's awesome. We were joking a lot about Sally's last name, but Sally Couillere, hopefully I got that right, but uh, Sally's a wonderful, I didn't, but that's, <laughs> but uh, Sally is awesome and amazing also, uh, really has, uh, uh, carries a real authority upon her, and uh, you know, um, it's, she's just really a blessing to watch her work. She really has the preaching anointing upon her life as well, preaching gift. And uh, it's amazing to watch the things that God does through her. And deliverance is another thing. I know she's in the right house for that. So it's just really amazing uh, to see her operate and just bless her in Jesus name. And then lastly, but, uh, most importantly, really, because my wife, Becky, uh, we've been married for, coming up on 23 years and uh, just amazing journey. You know, not all the time do we get to spend the journey with our wife, but God's really blessed us. We're entrepreneurs and he's positioned us for us to be able to do this journey together. Uh, so I just honor her. I'm very thankful for her. Uh, she's taught me how to love. I wasn't one who grew up with a lot of love. She's really displayed it before me. And I just, I thank uh, God for her and bless you. Thank you. So again, just an honor, honor to be here. Uh, just to kind of give you um, a little background maybe on our journey. Um, Tom was talking about how he began to say he wanted to see the power of God demonstrated. And when he went to Brazil, he definitely saw that. And interestingly enough, in 2011 is when we came in uh, connection with Global. Uh, encountered the Holy Spirit uh, back in the early 90s. We were a part of the Brownsville Revival. When I say part of, we weren't a part of the ministry team. That's not what I mean. But when uh, we, our honeymoon was actually a mission trip to Guatemala in 95. And we came back one day after the Brownsville Revival broke out. Out. And we were positioned to be able to go to Brownsville every single night. We went to Brownsville for the first 90 days. And so it was really amazing to watch what the Holy Spirit did. I mean, there was just bodies left and right and people being touched and healed. So it was no doubt in our mind that the Holy Spirit wanted to move and he was moving through people. And we went with a calling to go north uh, for our ministry and to see healing performed through us with other people. But how many know that sometimes the journey is not exactly the way maybe you expect it to be? I don't know if anybody's had those uh, type of things happen, but uh, got hurt along the way. And so, you know, you begin to shelf things. So I'm going to speak to you right now. If you have, um, there have been dreams and things in your life and things, life seems to take its turn. I want to speak to you right now and remind you the, the gifts, of call, gifts and callings of God or without repentance. God does not change his mind about the things that he's put and placed inside of your heart and the dreams that he's placed inside of you. And I just want to speak to those right now. I want to speak to them to come forth and to come alive again. So if there's something that's been pushed past or pushed back or somehow suppressed or somehow you can't see how this is going to happen and maybe you're locked into a job or whatever it is, whatever it is that's trying to say that that can't happen, 
I say that has to go in Jesus' name. And I say that those gifts, those callings, they arise inside of you again in Jesus' name. And I speak life to them right now in Jesus' name because all things are possible to those that believe. Thank you, Jesus. But I'll tell you, in 2011, we uh, went and met a gentleman that went to Brazil. We didn't know who he went with, but uh, he had gone to Brazil, and he's a pastor, a friend of ours, and he uh, invited us to see the pictures uh, of Brazil when he went. So we went there, and about two weeks before that, I really felt like I had a fear of stepping back into what God had called me to. And uh, while I was there, we saw the pictures. Actually, he went to, uh, to uh, Brazil with Randy, and that's how we found out about uh, Global. And while I was there, the Holy Spirit came on me, and it kind of just, I wept for about five minutes. How many of you know that it doesn't take a long time in the presence of God for something to happen? All right, so it was only a few minutes. I felt that was released and washed out of me. I went immediately home. I looked up Global Awakening. I found out that there was a school, a healing and impartation school, the first one. They call it something different now, and it was at Mark Sharona's church in Orlando, Florida. I immediately signed us up, and that's where we headed to. And it was only a month and a half after when I first Googled that to find out where it was at. So we went there. We didn't know what to expect. We knew nothing about Randy. So if those of you here don't know Randy, check him out. I mean, what I love about Randy, digress for just a moment, is he talks about the little old me's. He talks about us all being able to be used in the kingdom. It's not a message that you always hear. Many times churches, it's all about the one, not the one, but the one that's up here, right? And Randy really talks about how God wants to use us all to release the kingdom. So when we began to hear this, it began to stir the things back up inside of us because we had been in position in a spot where we kind of got lulled to sleep and began to think that, you know, maybe it's not for us. Maybe it's for other people only, but that's not true. So in 2011, got activated, words of knowledge, and the journey really began. We began to see healings. Now, I, I'll tell you the first story is I, I got activated in words of knowledge. I thought I knew what they were, but I didn't. When I went there, words of knowledge for healing, got activated in that. And then when I came back, I, um, I was going to... Um, I was meeting a friend of mine. I had never been to this church, and I really felt like God wanted us to begin to hold healing services. So I positioned myself with him. We are going to this church. I had never been there before. He had. And the night before, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I wake up, and I had extreme pain from underneath my, at my right ear all the way down to my right shoulder. And I, I exercised, so I thought, and I am getting older. So I thought, well, maybe I did something to my body. And I, I kind of reviewed through my mind. I don't remember doing anything, and I just prayed. And, I mean, it was extreme pain. So the next morning I wake up, and I woke up. I did not have this pain. So as I was going through, at that time, our house was being built. We were in an apartment. And it clicked, and I thought, you know, I wonder if that's a word of knowledge. If I would not have gone to that training I don't think I would have ever thought anything other than it was just a pain that went away. So I met him at this church. We walk inside the church again. I had never been there before. And as we walked in on the left side was the pastor. The pastor was in a wheelchair. So I immediately ruled that pastor out uh, that the word of knowledge was for him. So the service went on. And while the service was on, I felt like I should write this word of knowledge down and give it to the pastor. And I almost left out the word extreme. I almost just put pain but I felt like the Holy Spirit highlighted to me to make sure I wrote that word, so I did. I handed it to the pastor. He looked at it, read it, stuck it in his pocket. There was a lot of things that happened in that service. It was really amazing. I knew God was up to something. So at the end of the service, they wheel him up there. They stand him up. They put the wheelchair on the platform. They bring him up. They sit him down on the chair, and he reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out the word of knowledge. And he said, who gave me this word of knowledge? And I raised my hand. So he reads the word of knowledge, and what he says is, is that what... I wouldn't have known, no way that I could have known is that he got into a wheelchair because he went to a chiropractor, and when he went to the chiropractor, the chiropractor chipped a bone in his back. So that's what put him in the wheelchair. But what sent him to the chiropractor was extreme pain underneath his right earlobe all the way to his right shoulder, and as soon as he read that word of knowledge, he was instantly healed. So they called us to the front. And then they called people up to the front, and they began to have us pray for people that were healed in a church that I had never been to before. And so it was really amazing what God did. As a matter of fact, I didn't even believe it. I mean, it was so shocking to me. I had to have lunch with the pastor just to make sure I had the story right. And I had the story right. And thank you, Jesus, he was completely healed in that spot. So 
there's power, power in what God can do. And I, I just suggest to you, I know Pastor Tom mentioned about the school. We would have never thought we'd be in school, but God worked it out, and we are. And I'm not saying that maybe everyone's not called to go to school for a full two years, but there are other avenues. There are resources out there. And if you're not activated in those things, I encourage you to position yourself and find, because the Holy Spirit is speaking those things to us, but many times we just don't have a paradigm for them, and we don't make that connection. And when that connection's made, it's amazing what God will do. And I believe those same things will happen tonight through us and through the team uh, for God to heal people because he is the healer. Hebrews 13.8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's nothing that changes in him. There's no variableness, no shadow of turning. In other words, it doesn't matter where you are. Talked about being surrounded. We're surrounded by him. There's, There's no change in him no matter what position you're in because he is the same. Tonight, I want to just briefly, I'm going to talk about a scripture that probably most everyone is familiar with. But I, I feel there's some other things inside this passage that maybe we struggle with or we think about. And I, I just, I'm going to read the scripture first. This is Luke 8, 43. Before I do, I just, I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you for everything that you do in our lives. I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for your presence, that there's everything, there's fullness, everything we need in your presence. So, Lord Jesus, I just, we just focus on you. I just thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. I thank you that you're here to do what you do. That you're here to love on your kids. And I thank you. I just thank you. In Jesus' name. Luke 8, 43 through 48. I know everyone knows the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And I'm going to read the scripture. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched or stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody had touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people, For what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. You know, it's interesting about this story. I know we all know it. But 12 years, she had an issue of blood. So for 12 years, she struggled in an infirmity, something that was wrong with her physically. She exhausted all the resources that she had. And I know that doctors back then weren't exactly what doctors are today as far as there was really not much that they could really offer. But she still exhausted all of her resources. She was really all into everything. There was nothing left that she could do. So she was in this hopeless state. So we all know the story about how she pressed in. And if you think about it, she heard about Jesus. The Holy Spirit had not even been yet given then. So it was only that it was from an earshot that she heard about what Jesus could do. But she took a risk and she positioned herself to be able to touch the hem of his garden. That's what she said. If she could just do that, she could be healed. See, touching someone, and I know, again, a lot of these things, you're going to have to bear with me for a second. I know a lot of these things we're already going to know, but for this woman, touching someone would make them unclean. And especially as a woman at that time, it was not something that you would do. So the risk was very high and very great in order for her to step out and touch the hem of his garment. 
Again, the risk of pressing through the crowd was not just even touching Jesus, but also because she was unclean herself, she was also touching others in the process. So there was a lot of dynamics that were going on. But for her, her focus was just in one spot. I believe in some ways when she was looking at him, I don't know that she even really saw that there was anybody else because her target in her mind was just Jesus only, not about who else that she may encounter or bump into in the process. She positioned herself. She took a spot. She knew and believed that Jesus could do something, but she was taking a risk. She had heard these things happen, but maybe she had not seen these things displayed for herself, but she took this step in hopes that something would change in her life. She moved past tradition. She moved past those things I talked about where it said that in that time that she was not supposed to do those type of things. So again, she moved past tradition. She exhausted all of her resources, all of her efforts, nowhere left to go. Her focus again was on Jesus. Interestingly enough, Jesus' focus was not on her. Jesus' focus was on Jairus' daughter when he was called to go to her. He said he would come to her. So Jesus' focus was in a different direction. I think there's something to think or to capture about that. I think many times, I think many times we feel like all these kind of, so to speak, ducks have to fall into a row in order for God to accomplish what it is he's already made provision for. I think that the woman with the issue of blood, as great as the story as it is, at some, I think part of it can actually cause us to move into a thinking that can prevent us many times from allowing God to do what he wants to do. And so let me tell you what I'm talking about. The question is, does our faith have to be full? Does our faith bag, if I want to use that, does our faith bag have to be full? I feel like that many times when we want something in our life, whether it's provision, whether it's physical healing, whatever it is, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be pursuing holiness. I'm not saying that we should not be close to him. I'm not saying we shouldn't have that fellowship. I'm talking about those things are the basis and the basics of our relationship with him. That's not what I'm talking about. But many times I believe we think that our faith bag has to be full. He commended her faith. And many stories, he commends people's faith. And I feel like I'm not saying faith isn't involved, but I think that many times we feel like our faith has to be perfected. It has to be in this perfect moment, this perfect timing, this perfect spot. And if it's not in that or in that way, then we'll take the onus of that and negate what it is I believe that he wants to do. You know, we can block things sometimes like that. It's not intentional. It's not what we want. Look, I had a major back issue for many, many years. 2004, I was diagnosed with degenerative disc in my back. I couldn't walk many times, and I would cry at nighttime, and I, I would say, I would hear in my head that you're going to be like this for the rest of your life. I know that he's the healer. I know what the word had to say, but I wasn't in that moment. And it's hard many times when you've had something chronically or for a long period of time to believe that tomorrow will be any different than the moment or day that you're in. And you can begin to take the onus on yourself that somehow I'm doing something wrong. Somehow there must be something inside that's still not healed or taken care of. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying sometimes those things can't be a hindrance. But I think many times those are exceptions to things. And we take them as a rule. And we make a doctrine out of them which doesn't allow the Spirit of God to come in and move the way he would really like to. Because in some ways it's almost like an unbelief because we don't believe unless all this is right that he can't do what it is that he already said he would do and promised that he would do and made provision for doing. Second Timothy 2.13 is a very interesting scripture. In the NASB it says, if we are faithless, if we are faithless, it says, he remains faithful because he can't deny himself. 
I'm not saying we don't have responsibilities or sometimes accountabilities. That's not what I'm saying. But this scripture says that if we are faithless, even he still remains faithful because it's who he is. Because he can't what? Because he can't deny himself. How is that possible? Because he's in me. Mark eleven twenty two says, have faith in God, which actually the translation says, have faith of God. I think many times, again, we're taking responsibility to say, hey, if have faith in God, that I have to have this thing, that I have to do something. I'm not saying, again, there's scriptures that said faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm not saying that faith can't grow. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is he gave a measure of faith to us. He gave himself to us. The faithful one is inside of us. And it says that if even we are faithless, he is still faithful because why? Because he can't deny himself. And I believe that as you look at this scripture, that many times we begin to kind of get a formula out of it, to think that if I don't press in to the throng, if I somehow don't bust through tradition, if I don't somehow take and step over some sort of line that shows that I have some great faith, that somehow then God will not come and heal me. And that becomes a work. And we were set free from the works and it's only by his grace. So what does God require for healing? What does he require for provision? What does he require for peace or whatever it is that we need? It's trusting him. I know it's simple, but it's what we struggle with. It really is. See, sometimes our prayers become begging. He said, cease from our works and enter into his rest. I love what Leif Hetland says. He says, do the hard work of rest. What was I doing in that time in 2004? I'm trying to stand on what God's word has to say, knowing that he's the healer, but yet there's times I can't walk, and six, seven times a year I'm going to get shots in my back. And to enable, my spine would seize up, and I'm not kidding, but it would become almost like a sea. When I looked in the mirror, my spine would contort, and the only way that I could get relief was to get shots in it. I'm 42 years old. I look no much different than what I do now. I felt like I was healthy, but something was going on. And my prayers became begging. That's what happens. When you're in a chronic condition, all I know is I don't want to be like this no more. I don't mean it to become begging, but the bottom line is I don't want to be like this. And somewhere I move out of rest, and I move into a churning of what I want him to do. And I lose my intimacy with him instead of resting in him. See, he just wants us to trust him. And I, again, I know that seems simplistic, but the basis of this whole walk comes down to trust. All provision was made at the cross. So 2004, major lower back issues. And then in 2004, I'm in a service and God calls me to change my health. I know that's not a word that many people would want to hear, but that's a word that he spoke to me. He called me to change my health. And then he showed me long lines of people and I was praying for people. God's doing so much more than just even the physical healing. He was restoring something inside my soul that I had been called to 10 years before that. Because life had derailed those things in me, those promises that he placed in me because of hurts, because of people, whatever it may have been. It could be different for all of us, but somehow it begins to drift away. So in that, God was speaking to me to bring about healing, but not just healing, even in the physical. For me, it was so much more. It was about the calling upon my life, the destiny upon my life to be able to perform that. So the next week, I join a wellness center. I'm a three-snooze guy. Does anybody know what a three-snooze person is? We'll pray for that later. 
a three snooze guy. So boom, boom, boom. I don't know why we do that. We might as well just set the alarm for the lightest time. But it seems like we're getting more when we do that, I guess. But I go from that to being at the gym at 5.30 in the morning, waiting for the doors to open. See, when God comes in with a word and you get a hold of that, there's something that happens in that word. That word becomes life. And I knew that I heard from God. And even though it was going to be something different for me and I didn't even know what to expect, I stepped into that and thanked God for his grace to be able to do that. Because, see, grace is not just unmerited favor. It's power. It's the power to exercise the very things that God has placed in us and wants to do through us. It's power. It's power. It's power. That's what it is. So it empowered me to be able to go and be at the gym each morning at 5.30. And I began to walk on a treadmill in pain. The definition of insanity is to say is you continually do the same things over and over again and expect different results. This is my journey. This is what God called me to. I walked in pain. The next day, I walked in pain. And the next day, I walked in pain. Many times, I still went to the doctor. I still had to get shots. My spine would freeze up. I can remember when I would get ready to sneeze, I would have to brace my body because it could take me to my knees. Some of these things are hard to understand, right? It's hard to understand that we have a loving Father who's made provision for all these things. But then sometimes we have these things inside of us that we, we don't understand. How does this get rectified? But whatever these things are, they can't change the very character of who God is. It doesn't change who he is just because I can't figure it out. So I continue to do this continue to do this. In 2010, I laid on my back for the first time in over six years. I would have to lay on my side with my legs out to the side. It was the only way I could get relief from my pain. Six, over six years. And I finally was able to lay on my back. Now, I haven't been to a doctor for over eight years. It was a process. We're all kind of in a process. If you think about it, anybody I've ever prayed for, it's not like they got the ailment right in front of me. They came from somewhere, from a, however much time is behind them. It could have been a day. It could have been weeks. It could have been months. It could have been years. And what I'm trying to suggest is that I feel like sometimes we feel like there has to be all these alignments. And if there's not these alignments, then that means that it can't happen. We begin to kind of believe against something. We begin to believe that it can't be possible because it's been so many days the same way. But I'm here to say, I don't believe we have to wait. I believe that he's already made the provision. I was thinking about Jesus as he's taken these stripes upon his back. That he did it for a night like tonight. He did it for people here. I don't care if it's major issue or even if it's a small issue. I had a word of knowledge. I was teaching or preaching at Teen Challenge one night. I had three words of knowledge, and one of them excuse me, was a, a pain in the right toe. It's not cancer. It's a pain in the right toe, and I'm not trying to be funny in that, but what I'm trying to say is that sometimes we forget even the small things. You know, revivals began to stop because we stopped celebrating even the small headaches or what we call small being healed by God as well. He's not just a God of the big things. He's the God of all things. So I called this word of knowledge out. I called this word of knowledge out, and no one comes forward. So I prayed for people, and the end of the night comes, and there's a guy standing in the back, and he comes up. He waits till everyone's done, and he comes up, and he says, you know, he called that word out for a right toe, and that's me. I just was afraid to come up, and he goes, you know, I just never thought about asking God about my toe. I have other things that I've asked him for, but I just never thought about it, because in his mind... I would venture to say maybe he thinks it's too small to ask a big God, but his toe bothered him 
I pray for him and God heals his toe. The message is it doesn't matter where it's at. That's what I'm saying. And whatever you're here with tonight, I believe God wants to touch your body. And I, want, I believe he wants you to know that if you've been struggling or if you've been thinking that somehow you haven't done something right, that somehow your faith has not been full, your bag has not been full, or somehow that you think that you've blown it or something that you haven't done that you were supposed to do, that those are lies from the enemy to try to paralyze you and shut you down to think that you have to wait another day. Look, I don't have the answer to everything. I remember Tom Jones, when I was at the first healing school, he, he asked a question, how many of you would like to know why everyone is not healed? And everyone raised their hand. And his reply was, I don't know. And that's really the fact of the matter. Again, we don't have to understand this, but I know God. I've seen him do so many things. I've seen him heal cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form that I had that happen. My first trip to Brazil was an amazing, amazing testimony. A girl who's hardly anything left of her body. Her hair is already gone. She's in treatment. And three months later, she's completely cancer-free and still is today. That is Jesus. That is our God. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that doesn't change. Words of knowledge. You may be familiar with words of knowledge, and I'm going to ask the team a little bit to come with words of knowledge. What is a word of knowledge? I talked about it earlier. It's something that God is saying, this is what I want to do. It's not a happenstance. It's not, some, it's not just a word that we're coming up here to give. And sometimes people think, well, if someone doesn't stand up with that, that, that somehow that was missed. I don't see that. Many times I've had words of knowledge that someone goes and tells someone something and that person gets healed. Look, we serve an infinitely big God. And the word that's going forth, I'm not saying it's not for this moment, but sometimes it's an eternal word. People, there's been recordings before where words have gone forth and people have been healed after a year after or two years after or whenever they hear it. Randy goes around and puts on videos of things that have happened I don't know how long back before. And people are healed by those things, by the power of the testimony or by a word that was given back before. So what am I saying? I'm saying he's Jehovah Rapha. He's the healer. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the provider. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's the peace. He's peace. And what he wants to do is he wants to manifest his presence here tonight. So I'm going to ask the team. And uh, I know there's a team in-house. And if you'd like to come forward, if you have words of knowledge, I would invite you to come as well. And I'll invite the team. So again, I believe God wants to do something here tonight. I don't believe that everyone came here to hear what I just said, but they came here for him. And I know the Holy Spirit's here. And the worship was awesome. It really was. But he hasn't left because the worship is not on right now. And he still wants to do what he's already made provision for. So, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in this service right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. And even as I speak, I speak to bodies right now for them to come into alignment, into order right now in Jesus' name. Le hablo ahora mismo a todos los cuerpos que se alineen con la palabra de Dios, porque Él va a hacer aquí algo en esta noche. Father, when this world began, it was in chaos. You spoke and said, let there be. Cuando tú viniste, Señor, y tú dijiste que se ha creado y fue hecho. And there was. I speak to everybody right now. Le hablo a cada cuerpo ahora. 
I speak healing. Hablo sanidad. I speak healing in the backs. Sanidad en espalda. I speak healing in the disc. Sanidad en los discos. Even in the high vertebrae of the back. Y en la vertebral. Mine was in the low. I'll speak to that because there's power in the testimony. Hay poder en el testimonio. Come, Holy Spirit. Ven, Espíritu Santo. Come, Holy Spirit. Ven, Espíritu Santo, en esta noche. So I believe we don't have to lay hands on people for them to be healed. I believe the presence of God can settle in and heal people. We've already seen it as our team has moved to the, we started in a, we've been in a couple spots, I'll put it that way. And I have seen God move without us laying hands on people. No hay que poner la mano, imponer las manos. Yo creo que con la presencia de Dios trae la sanidad. So come, Holy Spirit. Así que ven, Espíritu Santo. Have your way. I come, lo que tú vayas a hacer, Señor, en esta noche. I come against anything that would block anyone from receiving what you have. Any blocking of effort. Cosa que that all effort goes right now in Jesus' name. And I speak grace. Y ahora Father, I thank you for your love. Te doy por tu amor. And how you love to demonstrate your y love. Como te gusta If there's anybody that has pain or you have an issue in your body and you're already feeling like the presence of God is on you and doing something, would you just lift your hand, please? Holy Spirit, I ask you to intensify your presence, not just on those people, but I speak again to every body, Le hablo a cada cuerpo, any infirmity, toda enfermedad, any infliction, toda aflicción, to go in Jesus' que se vaya ahora en el nombre de Jesús. name. All pain go in Todo Jesus' dolor name. Se va en el nombre de Jesús. I sweep away the doubt of that it can't be different. Quito toda duda que piense que no, que no va a ser algo diferente. More Holy Spirit. Más Espíritu Santo. Okay, once again, for those people that are feeling his presence, would you just lift your hand up so I'm going to pray again because that's more people than after the first prayer. I believe the Holy Spirit is here to heal people in your seat. More Holy Spirit. Everybody. Come into alignment. I speak to even brains right now, anything that's going on in the head. Any communication issues. Nerve issues. I speak to the knees in Jesus' name. Cartilage. In Jesus' name, restoration. I speak restoration right now in Jesus' name. I speak a creative miracle wherever that's needed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I ask you to just turn your presence up right now in Jesus' name. Intensify your presence. I thank you there's healing in your presence. Thank you, Lord. I speak a rest over every person here right now. A rest. A rest. A rest. Your rest, Lord. In Jesus' name. We're going to sit here just for a second. I, I just don't feel like it's time for us to go further, so just going to settle in and just Holy Spirit, I just thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for what you're doing right now. 
I come against even any generational things that may be trying to hang on or linger. I just sever those things right now in Jesus' name. Quebro toda cosa generacional que quiera venir ahora en el nombre de Jesús. Fire of God. El fuego de Dios. The fire of God. El fuego de Dios. The fire of God. El fuego de Dios. Consume everything that doesn't belong to you. I pray right Consume now in Jesus' name. Consume todo lo que no sea de ti en el nombre de Jesús. It's not you that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Tú no you come to get life. 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 life in the abundance of y that vida life. En abundancia. I speak it right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. For those of you that are sensing God's presence, Para aquellos que están sintiendo la presencia del is Señor, there any of you that would say that you're 80% better? Puede decir alguno aquí que se siente 80% mejor. And if you would, Ray, do both your hands sí. so I could see that. Sí, 80%, levante las dos manos. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him praise. Is there anyone else? Back here. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he was, he's stretching. Oh, no, he's crazy. Awesome, awesome. How many of you feel that you're better, but you're not at 80% that we're... ¿Cuántos se siente que están mejor pero no están al 80%? Before we end up praying for people, I want to pray again. I just thank you, Father, for what you've already done. I just say more. I thank you, Lord, that you who began a good work to complete that work in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. More Holy Spirit. More. For those of you who weren't at 80%, is anyone at 80% now after that prayer? Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to pass the mic to the team and let them each give a word of knowledge. And then at the end of the, when we get, do words of knowledge, I'll pray over the people words of knowledge come for. And then at the end, I want to, we want to pray for you. So if you have physical issues, we want to pray for you. If you want a prophetic word, we want to pray for you. So whatever you want, we want to, we're here for you. We believe God brought us here for you. So we want to release whatever God has for you tonight. Queremos soltar en esta noche todo lo que Dios tiene para ustedes. Y el equipo va, a cada uno va a dar una palabra de conocimiento. Uh, what she was saying is, if it's not specific, let's say you have, we, someone gives right arm, and you have left arm in the same spot. Let's say I said right elbow, and it's left elbow. What she was saying is, grab that for you. I know it may not be specific, because it's in a, it seems not specific, because it's a different arm, but I believe God wants to heal tonight. I do. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So claim that. That's what she was saying. Si no hay duda que el Señor quiere sanar en esta noche, si no, si no es completamente específico, si él dice codo izquierdo es el derecho, tome esa palabra, agarre esa palabra para usted. And also, when there's a word of knowledge given, you don't have to stand the whole time, but please stand if that word of knowledge is for you. You can sit back down, but it really will show, it just builds faith, but not only that, it really gives glory to God initially, right? So by sitting down, I know Randy talks about that, but just please stand up. You don't have to stand up the whole time. They'll have everyone stand up at the end and then we'll pray and we'll just watch what Cuando God does. Palabra de conocimiento, si es para usted, póngase de pie. No quiere decir que tiene que estar parado todo el tiempo, pero póngase de pie cuando lo digan. Okay, pain in the top left rib cage. Dolor en la costilla, lado izquierdo de arriba, parte de arriba de la costilla, lado izquierdo. Um, a heart condition. Again, you don't have to stand the whole time. I don't want to just stand because of a lot of word of knowledge, you might get tired of standing. So I bless you. Heart condition. Condition Right shoulder, right at the ball of the joint on the right side, right shoulder. El hombro derecho, arriba. Pain in the right hip. En la lado derecho de la cadera. La parte de abajo de la cadera. And I also got a word, um, a meningitis that uh, might have caused some issues when you were little growing up, a hearing loss or 
something that happened with that. Alguna reacción que haya tenido de la enfermedad de meningitis, alguna si se ha quedado sordo de un lado, algo que le ha causado después de la meningitis. Um, I saw a picture of like facing myself, like the top left of the head. La parte um, de arriba de la cabeza, lado izquierdo. I don't know if that's anything specific. Um, stroke. Anybody suffering from a stroke or know anybody suffering from a stroke? Algo que ha sufrido de algún derrame cerebral. Um, well, I had heart issues as well. Condición del corazón. Um, I had right kneecap, I think. Is that right? Yeah. right el, kneecap. El derecho, el uh, rodilla uh, derecha. Um, left forearm, like in here. En el brazo izquierdo, esta parte. And then I got uh, Crohn's. Alguna de la enfermedad de Crohn's. And then I got um, the, like Revelation 1-4. Um, and in that, he says, Apocalypse grace, grace and peace to you from him who is. Grace y paz de aquel quien es. And who was quien, and who is to come. Quien fue quien ha de venir. And I just felt like God was saying, you know, for anybody that has, like, I was thinking, I felt like anxiety, a lot of anxiety, a lot of turmoil going on. Si alguno está sintiendo alguna ansiedad, puede hacer esa palabra para usted de Apocalipsis 1.4. But God wants to bring you peace. Que so. El Señor quiere traerle paz. I have some words that I don't want to embarrass anybody. Tengo algunas palabras que no quiero avergonzar a nadie. So I'm going to give those first. Voy a dar esas primero. And if that's your word, y si esa es su palabra, but you don't want to stand up, y no se quiere parar, you can just stand up on another word. Se puede parar con otra palabra. Okay. Con de otra palabra. <laughs> so the first thing I got was the word colon. La primera palabra que fue eh, de colon. Another one I got was psychosis. Psicosis. Something, anything that has to do with psychosis. Then I got a sharp pain in the right breast. Dolor en el, en, el, en el seno derecho. And I got pain in your left wrist. Y aquí en esta parte del, ¿cómo se dice? And the last thing Muñeca. is uh, anyone who is struggling with nightmares. Y alguno que está sufriendo con eh, sueños de noche, ¿cómo se llaman? Pesadillas. And God's going to heal you of nightmares tonight. El Señor le va a sanar esta noche de las pesadillas. So if everybody that um, stood on those words of knowledge, if everyone could stand. Si todos que se pararon alguna de esas palabras, y por favor se pueden parar ahora. And we're going to pray. Remember, this is a word. It's not a teaser. This is a word of what God wants to do. It's, it's rhema. It's like the word that I got. But it's not calling you to exercise. Just a little humor. So, Father, right now, I just thank you for that your word goes forth. That, that you sent your word to heal. So, I just thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for your presence. And every one of those areas, whether it's nightmares or anxiety, or knees or heads, or shoulders, or forearms. We speak healing right now in Jesus' name. Or strokes. We speak restoration. In Jesus' name that all communication comes back. If there's any, if there's any paralyzation, restoration. In Jesus' name. More Holy Spirit. Más Espíritu Santo. Más Espíritu Santo. Okay, I want you to check your bodies. Quiero que se cheque ahora su cuerpo.
And again, if you're 80% better, I want you to wave both hands. Si tiene 80% de sano, levante los dos brazos. Awesome. Two. Yeah, can you just lift them up a little higher so that way we can make sure we see you? Thank you, Lord. Give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. All right, how many of you would say that you're better, but you're not 80% better? Would you do one hand? Okay, amen. All right, we're going to pray again. So, Father, I just thank you. I just give you praise for what you've already done here tonight. I thank you for your promise. I thank you for your promise. And again, I just speak a rest over your people. A rest over their minds. I just thank you. Gracias, More Holy Spirit. Santo. I just speak healing again in Jesus' name. Healing Sanidad. to everybody. A cada All pain go Toda in Jesus' name. En de Jesús. In Jesus' name. De Jesús. Okay, how many of you would say if you weren't 80% better before this prayer are better now. If you would raise both hands. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right, if you would, we're going to pray for everybody, but before I do that, I want everyone that was 80% or better, if you would, raise, do both your hands so we can see. And we really want to get a count of that, of all of you that got healed. So if you would, both hands. Give him praise, everyone. I mean, there's a lot of people that got healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord. All right. So what we'd love to do is pray for you. For any of you that would like more prayer. We uh, we would like to we would love to pray for you. And I don't believe the Holy Spirit's done. So we just welcome you to come forward. If I could have uh, maybe Sarah just play lightly on the keys. Uh, anyone that wants prayer, team, why don't you spread out? And uh, anyone that needs prayer, you're you're free to sí. go. Let Se the Lord know. Just give irse, praise and glory all the way. We're going to stay here and pray for anyone that needs prayer tonight. Vamos a, a if you've got children in the nursery, we want to honor oración. the nursery workers too. Los que so, niños, God, pueden buscar a sus niños.